Hey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engine. Got, got a pretty high sense of urgency about, you know, being prepared for the transitional things as it relates to special teams. I think that's one of the most significant elements of preseason games. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf Up Touch, and we are having a great time today, metaphorically. Yes. It's, uh, you go the ahead. The Late Trope 500, maybe, yeah, yeah. from days of yore. Yeah. The very first year, Touch and I stepped on the St. Vincent campus, right? right? Where the last day of of training camp was known as the Latrobe 500. Right. And you want to talk about guys scattering after practice as right. quick as possible. It looked like a bomb scare. Yeah. People like leaving, man, well, well, running. You, you were already packed. Yes. In the morning, we were yes. already packed. And we were already packed. I'm as, not sure uh, the engine wasn't running and, during and, practice. And, and, you know, we were packed as broadcasters. Yes. Yeah, we want to no go. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. And, it's time to go, baby. Yeah, and uh, uh, my Tomlin uh, was talking about uh, the intensity of uh, getting the special teams on and off the field. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, th there's a. And it's like us getting is, on and off the field. Yeah, this is game week. This <laughs> yes. is game week. This is metaphorically the close of training camp right. as best as you can. Uh, put it together for yeah. this year and this COVID-19 year. But the fact of the matter is we're looking at a game coming up, Chalooch, and I am so excited right. because of the fact we have long awaited wow. this moment where we yeah, start looking yeah. ahead. Now, yeah. how it's all going to turn out, I don't know. Yeah. But the fact is we now got a game week coming upon us. Yeah, and uh, today – is an official Friday because they're practicing at 10.30. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, they they get special teams uh, today uh, and uh, game situations. You're buttoning uh, it down. Now, yeah. if you, I wonder what if guys got an inclination now based on, uh, let's see, my name's not on the kickoff return. I wonder, because tomorrow is a cut-down day. Cut-down day. This is, this is a terrible time for guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you understand – what it feels like to say, you ain't good enough, you know, thanks for the effort, that sort of thing. It's it's very difficult, and a lot of dreams have been are, are going to end tomorrow. Uh, some will be resuscitated in the right. weeks following. But uh, we've also been at training camps that were so hard, guys cut themselves. Right. 
Yeah, guys left. Yeah, they did what? Yeah. We're, we're standing around and they're what? They're they're gone. They're 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 loading their their truck up. <laughs> you know, and, and Dom Donahue's said, talking them out of it, and then they're <laughs> accelerating. What about the guy that was walking through the fields towards the airport over in Latrobe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's walking through the fields. They were trying to talk him down, and he was, I'm not having any of it. I'm gone. Yeah. Some guys, and that's the way it is. It's not, the pro-life is not for everybody. Not right. everybody can handle yeah. the stresses, the pain, the uh, the, the constant uh, training and hitting. And Well, it's not so much that anymore. But it's, you know, it's a different animal today. But yeah. certainly, um, it, it, it really, it was not an easy life back in the day. How many offensive linemen do you think they're going to keep? Ten? Uh, I don't think that many, nine? um, maybe nine, I think eight, nine, somewhere in there. And I mean, then, we go with our five starters yeah. and you know, Dotson's got, you know, Steph, Steph Dotson, and, uh, you got Dotson. seven right there. Uh, you got whoever backs up the tackle. That's eight Chooks or Zach. Whoever yeah. Cri- I think Christian Delasor, uh, he's Delario he's, yeah, or something Delorio, like that. I, I, he looked pretty good. Anthony Coyle yeah. looked pretty good too. He did some punch and he punched a, a guy to the ground the other right, day. Right, right, right. I love that. Yeah. You know, what's it feel like when you punch a guy to the ground? Oh, Isn't that it's awesome? Felt, it's awesome. You, you just, just, just go, oh, I, you time it. So it's what? It's like a knockdown in boxing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you stand over a guy and you just punched his lights out, so he went down. It's a good feeling. Yeah, and and also the trap a guy mm-hmm. to the ground. Uh, you know, when uh, w- the trap is when a guy tries to bull rush you with his hands out, you you trap the hands down. You knock the, the hands down. Do you remember in New York when you slammed Lawrence Taylor? Right. And you got flagged, and we're all standing there going. And I'm looking at you like, Tunch, what did you do? Yeah. And you go, what What did I do? And the guy says to you, what did he say? He says, you couldn't have blocked Lawrence Taylor that well without holding. That's so wrong. Yeah. That's that's like reputation running ahead of you so big. You Oh, you couldn't have done that. To, you couldn't have slammed him to the ground that hard. Yeah. Look, he's still down. Yeah. That was because, funny. Uh, we're all, you said, I remember you sitting there going, and I remember you told me, you said, look, I know I didn't hold him. Yeah. I just caught him when in the middle of his move, he was off balance, yeah. and I slammed him. Because you can sense when a guy throws an right. uppercut or spins on you, if his hip isn't up against you, or even if it is, you can sense in the moment. Right. There's a moment where he's off balance. If you catch him, it's El Slammerouski. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and <laughs> The referee, the I re- remember the look on your face, and you're I, going, I was going, what do you mean he what can't? What do you mean? I can't block yeah. him that good. You can't block him that good? Come on, you must have held him. Yeah. No, I didn't hold him. I caught him in the middle of a slam, you yeah. know, in the spin, and yeah. I slammed him. Yeah. Ah. And so, uh, you know, the cut-down uh, date is tomorrow. Right. Uh, and uh, a lot of guys are going to be disappointed. And, you know, the thing is uh, – you know, Ron Rivera was talking about it. he he released Adrian Peterson. How about that? Yeah, Adrian Peterson was still around when they had uh, payphones. You know, right, right, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, rotary dial. Fourteen years uh, in the. I NFL. think he's sixteen or something oh, yeah. like that. I don't know. Uh, but so um, did they he... have microwaves back then? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but you know, uh, he was talking about this year. And he was very open about it, uh, cutting guys that you don't, you didn't see, and you don't see him in a preseason game, and that's that's the challenge. 
you mean know. talking about uh, free agents? Or you yeah, talking yeah, about well, rookie free agents? Right. Okay. Yeah. But then, I, like, I'm a little bit surprised because Adrian Peterson has still shown the ability to get to play some reps. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought maybe he might be safe early on because, you know, you might go for a few games and then maybe pull a young guy off practice squad or something right. if Adrian looks too crickety and too old, you know, but I guess uh, he felt he was just too old already. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Leonard Fournette was picked up by uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're starting to get a crew of people there. Did you see who he, else they got? Yeah. Shady McCoy. Yeah. How yeah. about you got Shady, you got – Leonard Fournette, you got uh, the Chris Godwin, you got another receiver there, you got Gronk, you got Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. you got uh you got um, OJ uh OJ Howard. Yeah. Is that the guy? Yeah, OJ Howard. Uh, Man. To, to, yeah. You got Titus. a lot of, you got some serious people there. Yeah, and uh uh BA and Tom Moore are putting together uh a quarterback a, whisperer. A, 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 a team that that's uh uh, fully loaded. I loved when B.A. said, I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville, but, <laughs> you know, here, we got him here, we're good, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of interesting because B.A. was just like, he's, he, was, he was not trying to say anything without saying something. Yeah. Or is he trying to say something without saying anything? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might be backwards in what I'm yeah. saying there. Um, you know, so uh, one of the things that uh, we didn't talk about yesterday was Marcus Allen. Uh, he had a Zoom meeting, and uh, they asked him about playing uh, dime linebacker. He said, I played that position at Penn State. Right. Uh, they used me in the box. Uh, don't they call that the hero position up at Penn State? I don't know. I thought it was one of those, uh, yeah. Okay, anyhow, it doesn't matter. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, Jerry Osaski said that uh, he loves about Marcus Allen is he's, he likes to run into people. And he and uh, uh, he said, uh, Marcus Allen said, I love hitting people. Yeah. I love hitting people. Yep. I, 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 I love hitting people since I was in Little League football. Did we not sign up to play football because we loved that? Yeah. The violent aspect of the sport was what right. drew us. Yeah. Those violent collisions. And, and Marcus Allen is, he almost makes me think of a guy, well, first of all, he wears 70s-style shorts. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's a throwback. Yeah. Uh, and his attitude is a little bit of a throwback. He's right. just one of those guys that really likes to get downhill, get a bang on, kind of in the Donnie Shell sort of frame of mind that you might think yeah. of. Or even JT. You know what I forgot about to ask? I wanted to ask JT because now that I remember, I go, JT, settle it. Was it what, what, did you hit Woodruff yeah, or was that Donnie did, Shell? And I, and I remember that, but I wanted him to go through it. Yeah. Because I kept thinking it was Donnie for whatever reason. No, it was but uh, Donnie, JT. Donnie hit so I Donnie hit me. Yeah. And that was – I remember that. You don't, you don't forget when Donnie Shell hits you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the things that Marcus Allen said, I'm excited about being in the box – and the showcase my talents. Right. Uh, and so he's physical and he's fast. And one of the things that I noticed about him in his interview, his pipes were big. Uh, you know, he he's, well, he's, he, he lifted. You don't think that they said to him, hey, you're going to play some box this year? You want to get a little thicker? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and so uh, Jerry O said, we are hard-nosed because – the history of the steel. Well, he, he Marcus Allen said that uh, he his dad was a Steeler uh, fan, and uh, you know he 
learned about Lambert. You know, he mentioned Lambert and Ham uh, and uh, uh, Donnie Shell, but it, you know, he was uh, well. There's there's a heritage. You yeah. love that heritage, yeah. you know, and you seek it out. And if you if anybody if anybody said to you, you know, Conch Jeepers, you know, you you got a great punch like uh, Boss Brown. Yeah. That's something that you revel in because right. you have such great respect for, for the legacy yeah. that that Larry Brown left. Larry yeah. Brown was a monster. He yeah. was monstrous when he played that right tackle. Amen Chuck Knoll said he should be in the Hall of Fame. Right, right, you right. You know, and, and the fact is, um, not many people understand what a difficult transition going from tight end to tackle. Right, and especially and he in scored a, the first touchdown in uh, yeah, Super Bowl that. one. He yeah. did. You know, and then you turn around and you got you got triceps that come in a room five minutes after you come in. You know, that takes some training and some desire to get better and his, better. His triceps were like coconuts. Oh, they're unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and that's the old thing. I remember didn't he didn't you ask if you would if Bubba would will his triceps right, yeah, to I, you? I, I wanted them hey, to Can I have those? Can I have those after you're done with them? <laughs> Can I please have your triceps? You know, I, I told him. I said, if I had your arms, I'd cut off mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was just—he was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and um, that sort of legacy is something that you 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 seek out. You would like, right? And right. for Marcus, that's that's yeah. a natural. And, and so the he was asked, how come the defense is so so hard nosed? And Marcus says, because the history. Of the Steelers' defense, uh, and then he mentioned Jack Lambert and Jack. Go Hammer. through the seventies, yeah, yeah, yeah. the eighties, the nineties. Yeah, you know, new, I, new I, I I admire him because he has a great history of the Steelers, and he respects it. Right, right, you know, right. Uh, that to me says a lot about the young man. And so he says, "I want to keep the reputation going." Yeah, that's right. No question about it. Because when we stepped into the starting lineup for the Steelers. We wanted to keep the reputation of that hard-nosed, trapping offensive line, offensive line that will attempt to roll the line of scrimmage backwards right. on the other side of the ball. That's what we wanted to be because that's what we saw when we got here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we we wanted to pull athletically. That <laughs> <laughs> always helped. Yeah, you know, but, there's you nothing know. worse than than pulling unathletically. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look, <laughs> when you look. <laughs> You look like a, a, a you know deer, a brand new deer. Look, look, he's trying on his legs. <laughs> Looks bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing well, there? Well, I'm you attempting to run. I'm attempting to run. Do you remember, remember how many times Chuck would scream at me? Don't slow down. <laughs> I'm like going. Don't gather yourself. I'm not slowing down. I'm just. I'm not as fast. And don't. <laughs> and, and, and don't gather yourself. Yeah, don't gather yourself. Under and up. Yeah, yeah. Under and up. Gather yourself is stopping before you right. get point of impact. Uh, but you, when we were coached, we were to run through right. uh, the uh, linebacker or under safety or attitude. corner. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or defensive end. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you are in the locker room. We're, da- we're having a great time because camp is over. It's over, baby. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it it not over for us. Yeah, we we we, <laughs> we didn't there. have to go to Latrobe. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna take a break, uh, and we'll be back after this.
when every every day we got Coach T and Coach Butts always reminding us of how to play football, and that's and football is built around hitting, so that's what it is. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh, that was Marcus Allen uh, talking about uh, Coach T and uh, uh, Coach Butts, the defensive coordinator, uh, keeping a remind us of hidden. And Marcus is always in the weight room, and he looks jacked. Uh, and he was doing his uh, uh, DB drills, and he's two fifteen. Wolf. Yes. Yeah. He's, well, he's... you can see when you, and again, we see him from the stands, and it's yeah. hard. Yeah. But you can see the work he's done because whenever a guy starts to put on size, right. good size, yeah, you're gonna see it in the in the in the kinetic chain along his backside. Right. His back gets wider. Uh, his hips, the the the, the keister, narrow. the power pack, they get they narrow, but you can see that the muscle is starting to you know grow there. The hammies get bigger, the quads get bigger. Um, he's put in some good hours doing right. some good stuff. Yeah, and that's you know the the thing. The worst thing is to put in minimum time and and not gain it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As opposed to not the, right, right. No, right. I, I'm joking around, but the fact is, Marcus Allen has spent a good portion of his off season doing the right thing, right. and that's getting bigger, getting stronger. Yeah, and doing drills. Uh, you know, uh, these... well, you got to make it functional. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing that you always emphasized was the weight training that you and I used to do. You would always, I want to make it functional. That's why you were training with Sarge so much. Right. It's making the strength gains purposeful and being able to execute right. those techniques still yeah. with the added strength. That's what yeah. it's about. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, so he, he he was asked where he gets his passion from. He said, I get my energy and my passion from my mother. She's passionate, and I'm passionate. Yeah, it, that was a, interesting. Well, we got mothers just like that. You yeah. had to ban your mom from going to the, to yeah. the games. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad made her stay home. Cause she got too panicky. Cause she, uh, she Very panicky. Yeah, she when when someone would go down, she'd start crying. <laughs> you know the thing about like uh, Hoopy. You know Hoopy. Hoopy used to sit with my dad, and she had to get up and walk because my dad would be, oh, the kid screwed up, like that. And she eventually wound up hanging out with some old steel workers in the Rotunda area in Three Rivers Stadium that eventually became this Wolfley's Wolf Pack. Yeah, and it was they would hang a banner there. They were great guys. They took care of mom. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, the Wolfley's Wolf Pack. Uh, you know, Marcus feels comfortable wherever he wants to play. Uh, they, they, you know, say whenever he, wherever Jerry O or wherever Butsy plays me, I feel comfortable. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know. You've got to have that confidence, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he, again, you know, it's one thing about it. You look at the defense as is, you know, and you think, well, you're not going to beat out Minka. You know, Terrell right now is is right. the guy. Yeah. And he's been making advancements. He's increasing. If you yeah, want playing, playing time, he's playing. You, yeah, you got to carve out your role on a defense that's got a lot of gifted guys. Yeah, you know. And so you know when when he was uh, uh, asked about who he watched, he said Troy. Uh, guys like that, uh, uh, you know. They're great. And uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like Troy. Uh, true vets, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he wanted to be like Troy. 
Well, I wanted to be like John Hanna. I wanted to be like Joe DeLamalure. I wanted to be like Sam Davis. Yeah. You know, all those guys affected me growing up. I watched them, you know. I loved the way Sam Davis could run and trap. Right. Okay, I loved his pass protection. I loved the way that John Hanna could blow people up. I thought right. so much of his, you know, Hoggy's hammies and his ability to blow guys off the line of scrimmage. And then Joe D, I loved his ability to do both. He was just one of those guys that had that strength, that ability to pass protect, to run block. He was uh, he was a dominating guy. That's that's who you know. You, you see those guys. You want to be those guys, right? Yeah, I wanted to be Webby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just couldn't get his pipes. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. My, my arms are not genetically huge. <laughs> Do you remember when you called me from San Francisco in one off season? You said I think you ballooned up to like two seventy five or something. Yeah, you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like a barrel with broomsticks sticking. <laughs> I did. I said I, I I called you and I said I look like John Candy. <laughs> I gotta keep. I gotta work on that. I gotta do something. We've been on the couch for about a month and it's time to get moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, he was asked about Eric Ebron, Ebron and he right. said uh, he brings a lot of energy. Eric yes, Ebron he does. brings a lot of energy, and you know he's always talking. He's always firing guys up and. Uh, Eric Ebron uh, is uh, a, a good guy. You know, you you you. When he first was signed, I kept thinking, why why the third team in six years or something like that? Five years? I I don't know how long. I'm trying to remember. You know, and you you hope that it's not an attitude. Thing, yeah. You know, and and everything I've seen about him speaks to a great attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm hoping And energy that, yes, is contagious. It is. It's part of Act bringing... Act enthusiastic, and then you'll, you'll be enthusiastic. enthusiastic. Reach, reach for those <laughs> positive good, vibes. vibes. Shake out those negative vibes. vibes. That's Dale Carnegie. But <laughs> that, 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 that was Tunch in training camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone, after about a week of that went, go, started going, shut up, Tunch. Uh -huh. Just shut up. Act enthusiastic, <laughs> and you'll be enthusiastic, was Dale Carnegie... Uh, shake out those vibes and reach for those vibes. How about, how about Amway, Amway. Donnie's looking at you like you had three heads. Yeah. There you go. Just shut up, man. Yeah. I'm miserable. Don't don't mess with my misery. So you know uh, when Marcus Allen uh, was uh, asked how you know you know the Steelers' uh, legacy so well, he said, "I got Steeler history my whole life." My father talked about the legends, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, yeah. and uh, Joe Green, and uh, you know that 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 was well. Again, uh, that's part of the heritage from a great and awesome uh, organization with a great and awesome historical defense. Yeah, I mean, you think about that defense of the seventies; these guys were just unbelievable. You go all the way back to December of seventy-two when you had so many starters. It was over. I think the offense lost. Uh, right. What half a dozen starters, uh, and and Joe Green set a club record with five sacks, yeah. blocked the field goal, uh, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, figured in all the scoring for a what six to three win over the, uh, the Houston Oilers down right. in the Astrodome. Yeah, I mean, who does that? Yeah, how, how can you do that? But Joe, that's part of the the legend, the heritage that was Joe Green and that defense. Yo, uh, when Emmanuel Sanders came. Uh, the wide receivers coach um, Scotty Montgomery. Scotty, Scotty Montgomery yeah. said, "We gave, we're getting you a good number." He said, "What number?" He goes, "88." 
And he goes, oh, that, that's a good number. <laughs> he said, 88. Don't you get it? Yeah, he goes, uh, who's 88? He goes, Lynn Swan. He goes, who's Lynn Swan? You Emmanuel know, Sanders. You know, somebody's he, just not yeah, getting the heritage yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my goodness. And he, Well, uh, when I asked him about it, he said, um, I was a Dallas Cowboy fan as a kid. So I didn't know the Steelers. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the phones. Ozzy in Kansas. Ozzy, welcome to the locker room. How you doing, bro? Good morning. Good. How are you guys doing? Fantabulous, Oz. What's going on out there? Hey, man, it's raining here. So really? My little girl. Yes, we're getting a little rain. We needed some. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, up. we needed some rain in too. Yeah. Hey, um, I was sitting here listening to you guys, and I was thinking of uh, the anticipation for uh, the season to get started and thinking of the old Heinz ketchup commercials back in our day, you know. Anticipation. 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 (laughs) Yeah, they need to bring that back for the Heinz. Carol King sang that. Was that Carol King? Carol King. Oh, my goodness. Ozzy, that's a great idea, man. Carly Simon. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, I get those two mixed up. You know, I also thought about Wolf, though, man, thinking about that food, you know. I didn't know if he could wait on that ketchup to come out of that bottle before he gobbled it down. <laughs> you know, Ozzy, have you ever had that situation where you're popping the bottom of the of the, of the the ketchup bottle and uh, you, uh-huh. you you kind of you bang it and it blows by the hamburger and hits the floor? Uh-huh. Oh, I hate when that or, happens. Or all, o- or all over yourself. Or yeah, yeah. I've done that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, referring to you guys talking about Ebron, uh, three teams in what, three years you guys said? No, I think it's like uh, five or six years. I, I Five or six yeah. years? Yeah. Okay. My, I'm thinking injuries and maybe his blocking ability since Coach T was always watching him hitting the sled, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. As far as his blocking. Yeah, you know, he we know hits he it catch, hard. But staying healthy is a thing, you know, him and Vance both kind of knock on him. Right. As far as staying healthy. But uh, – I originally called because I'm. I haven't really heard anything about uh, Justin Lane. I mean, this is his second year. I'm. I'm hoping, hoping he's took that next step and he can replace. Uh, um, our other Either Hayden or, or Nelson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hayden, it ain't going to be for a while yet. I, I don't think it's going to be for a while. Really? I yeah. think. Um, let me I say this. I I have heard from some people that Justin is doing well, and we've seen some bits and pieces. From the stands, which yeah. again is is just it's a little difficult. Um, but at this yeah. point in time, remember Joe Hayden is still looking primo, and Steve and Nelson, Steve Nelson still, yeah. didn't give up a touchdown last year. Yeah, Jed Zooks, man, Steve, that's some good corners. Yeah. He doesn't get out of position. Yeah. He is a very heady player, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he he jumps routes and he lays off. When he uh, when as a fast receiver, I, I just just like the way he plays. Oz, I'll tell you what, Steve Nelson is so patient; he can sit on a route and snatch that ball like I could with the ketchup and snatch the burger out before the, <laughs> the ketchup hit it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have full confidence in Nelson. Uh, in fact, I worked with a guy that's a huge Chiefs fan. Said Nelson was their worst corner, and I said, "Well, we're gladly taking because we need all the help we can get." And I, I love his aggressiveness, like reason why they got him because I always felt like you know in in the LeBeau's schemes you know we played off so much I thought 
I've heard that from a lot of Steelers fans, how much cushion we used to give the receivers. So I love the man-to-man with Hayden and Nelson. And I'm not trying to run Hayden off by any means. I was just concerned about hopefully Lane, you know, how many times we've missed on corners, uh, you know. And they were, I, just, I read an article talking about how we, you know, the signing of Hayden and Nelson to where we can't produce our own corners, which is kind of a knock on our organization. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about the uh, those yeah. words. The thing I, I, oh, I yeah. found interesting was I think it was just this past week, there was a notice out there that uh, on this day, like three years ago, the Cleveland Browns released Joe Hayden. The Steelers picked him up. And all I'm thinking about yeah. is Cleveland's just got to be going, oh, another one we let go. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ozzy, we uh, we were a zone defense uh, when uh, Dick LeBeau, we play a lot of man, a lot more man now, but uh, we played cover three. And uh, when we play cover three, uh, the corners and the free safety in the middle of the field. The uh, uh, the corners have the uh, uh, thirds. Yeah, yeah, and the so thirds, yeah, yeah that th- it's the yeah. third. Yeah, so uh, right. that, that's why we played. I was uh, trying to figure out my fractions. I couldn't yeah, get it. Yeah, that, that's why we played um, off because uh, uh, you know we we. Uh, we the, when you're playing cover three, you don't let anyone get behind you. Right, exactly. And then the underneath yeah, just, coverage, uh, the, the underneath coverage, the linebackers, right, and the strong safety should uh, play their their part. Yeah, and that's where the, the outside linebackers dropped into coverage a lot more too than yeah. what they do with the scheme now. But I, I, I don't get me wrong, I'm not bad mouthing our defense, and I love Coach LeBeau and everything. But I, I love that we can go man to man and have the ability to play more man to man because I think that's right. What, the what advancement the of the with all the passing. Yeah. Yes, you know, so. the advancement of the yeah. offense is what necessitated it. Yeah, you know I mean, right. it had to. So, yeah, well, and I'm excited about uh, Marcus Allen as well. Um, possibly, you know, getting used in the box. I'm excited for him. Yeah, for sticking it out and everything. And, and I'm also excited to see what Benny Snell can do with the lost weight and being quicker and uh, everything. So I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for some. We're anticipating, brother. You betcha. Yeah. You, you got it. Well, great to talk to you guys again. And you guys have a great weekend. And looking forward to the season get started yeah you too thanks uh, for the call god oz. bless you buddy oz right, yeah oz right, from the god land bless. of oz right yeah. that's right we're not yeah. in kansas anymore, anymore toto <laughs> that's right that I was love, good i love that when a good. plan comes together that i have was, my moments rare as they may be but that, that was a moment that was good <laughs> That was good. Man. Thank you, All brother. Right. Have a Thank great one. All right, we're going to take All a right, break, uh, and uh, we'll come back after this. He's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in a locker room.
Uh, with Matt, it's come along really easily. Um, we've been around each other a long time. Um, he's obviously a strong player. He can move really, really well. Um, he's locked into the offense. He knows uh, the ins and outs, how we block and how we protect. And uh, I just think with the other guys, you know, Dotson, he's a younger guy. He's trying to learn. Um, he's very, very strong, powerful. He can move well. Obviously, when you're a young guy, you're doing a whole bunch of wild stuff. But uh, I think he's going to be a great player here pretty soon down the line. But uh, You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh, that was Marquise Pouncey talking about Matt Filer. And uh, and that's he, Fat Elvis making an yeah, appearance on yeah, Fat Guy Friday. Right, right. right. It should be, you, instead of hunk a hunk of burn love, should be a slab a slab of burn love. Do you remember <laughs> when uh, Dan Aykroyd and Belushi <laughs> did Alby? Yes, yes Alby. So Belushi was fat Alvis. Right, right. And, and Aykroyd, Aykroyd was skinny, skinny Alvis. Alvis. Oh, my goodness. The yeah, Alby. Yeah, that was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that, uh, Alby. That was funny. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta love it. I mean, yeah. he was just awesome, Elvis yeah. Presley. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, you're wearing those jumpsuits and they yeah. got a, <laughs> the cape. You know, the cape. You had to make sure the cape got a little bit wider. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, getting back to Marquise Pouncey talking about some of the new guys coming up. Yeah. You know, uh, we're, we're talking about. Can you imagine Marquise Pouncey in his tenth year? Yeah. Think about the heritage. You want to talk about a heritage. Right. You want to talk Marcus Allen with some previous greats. Right. I mean, from Ray Mansfield, who, though he was not a Hall of Famer, still a Steeler legend. Yeah. To Mike Webster, to Dermani Dawson, to Jeff Hardings, to uh, Marquise Pouncey now, and, and Justin. Uh, Hardwick. Hard, yeah, Hardwick was not. Justin was a good player. Right. You know, I mean, the heritage of great centers, and Marquise is going to be a Hall of Famer. I, I just can't see him not being a Hall of Famer at some point in time. Yeah. The only thing I would say is you could – I mean, think about it. You could be the third Hall of Fame center from an organization. Right. Wow. He's like Dwight Stevens. He is. Yeah. He really is. I have a lot of respect for Marquise Pouncey. I He's thought- a- very athletic, very quick, and, uh, um, you know, he turns the guys quickly. You know, it really it, when they drafted him, it was like a turning point where they went back to the more athletic offensive linemen, right. rather than the road graders. Yeah. You know, the just size and mastodon guys and everything. You know, and really hearkened under that. Uh, Fanica, of course, another great player, but we're talking center here. Right. And Marquise Pouncey was one of those guys that just guy could do everything. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I love about it is. Um, he is the energy center of that offensive line. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And guys gravitate to him. He is also, um, he's got that uh, reputation of, of being an enforcer out there, which is, uh, yeah. you know, it's just it's just something that, that's what guys do. Offensive line, they, they police the piles, yeah. you know, and he does. Yeah, and uh, he, he does it well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, that, that offensive line, uh, you know, but I, I'm, I'm worried about David DeCastro. He's still missing for practice Thursday. He, you know, he left Friday scrimmage early and, uh, you know, he, by all accounts, he walked off, not a problem and nothing anybody could see, but at the same time, he's not reappearing and there's really, you know, it, it's a it's that uh, lower body injury, right? Right. You know, right. so we don't know. You're talking about knees. You're talking about ankles. Talking about hammies. 
maybe a quad contusion. I don't know. You know, I, I don't understand. it. Everything has been so secretive. Uh, you know, Cam Sun was also kept out of practice on Thursday after right. leaving. He was evaluated. Yeah, practice. He, he rode the stationary bike uh, for much of practice. Uh, also not participating. Marquise Pouncey, Veterans Day off. Right. Uh, Cam Kennedy, uh, he, you know, he's partial participant as he continues his way back from a knee injury. And Steph Wisniewski returning to practice as a partial participant after Wednesday, missing Wednesday's practice. Right. Yeah. Um, um, I have no concerns about him. I'm Marquise. That's Veterans Day off. Yeah. Steph is ready to go. Yeah. I believe. You know, and he's going to be the guy backing up all three. Um, you know, uh, I look at Matt Filer. He's getting the job done. He seems to be fine. The question mark is going to be whether Chooks or whether Zach. And I got a feeling they're leaning towards Chooks because he's done it, been there, done that. Right. Um, and it's on the road, and he's been a starter on the road uh and zach it would be right now probably the swing tackle right uh the, the power tight end but i you know again we don't know this could go right down to the wire into game week right right as uh um you know as uh the quarterbacks uh for uh the bears are going he, they, yeah. you know matt Nagy said i'm gonna announce the uh uh Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky on Wednesday, but I, I would I would announce it. Uh, no, it's yeah, game yeah, time. Yeah, Why yeah, would you announce yeah, it? Yeah, 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 but but I would announce it uh, earlier because so earlier? They could, yeah, so I would uh, the team. I mean, obviously, whoever gets the, the biggest ones reps right. is going to be the guy. Yeah. But why announce it? I yeah. just you just go along and. Uh, Try to disguise tell, as much as possible. Tell them, tell them oh, they, who with the yeah, yeah yeah. I'm sure. I would think they got a good inclination as to who it's going to be. Right. Uh, if you're either Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, but the fact. Who do you think is going to start? Well, I don't know. I haven't watched any of it. Don't yeah, know any of it. I I think Matt Nagy is going to start Mitch Trubisky. Was and that his draft pick? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. And, yes, and, and I would and agree. As as Mitch. Uh, is if he plays well, he's going to keep him. Right. But if he doesn't play well, he's going to go to Nick Foles, who is very experienced. Yeah. At stepping in for the uh, faltering yeah. starting quarterback. Yeah. So we'll see. Let's go to the phones. Juan in South Carolina. Juan, brother, welcome to the locker room. How you doing, buddy? Hey. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Fantabulous, brother Juan. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm up early this morning. My wife got me up early. She had to have some surgery, so oh, oh, wife this morning. What, oh, what, what kind of surgery? Um, just a little um hand surgery on for oh. proper tunnel. Okay. Hey, you know, uh, one when you were at Jacksonville, was she with you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I remember meeting her. I remember meeting her and you, uh, at, at the Jacksonville uh, uh event. Uh, the Steeler Unite event. Yeah, yeah. So it, I'm here with her. So. It was it was good meeting you, buddy. Yeah, it was great meeting, meeting you too. Yeah, we had a good time with Jacksonville. Yeah. So um, I was, you know I work overnight, so I was getting caught up during the week on a um, on a podcast with you guys. Just have to say, why as Pittsburgh Steelers fans, why every time when a guy get released, everyone 
the younger generation Steelers fans, oh, the Steelers should pick this guy. Why do we do that? <laughs> if you know the Steelers generation, we, do not, we don't go after the big-name guys. Right, right. You mean, especially a lot like, well, why not Leonard Fournette, right? I mean, you you look at a guy that kind of ripped you a couple of years ago in the playoffs, and now uh, you think, oh, you, why not pick him up? But the fact is, we've got yeah, we've got it. We've got, we've got a crowded a loaded room. We've got a crowded uh, running back room. And the thing about it is th- that I find a little suspicious was, like I said the other day, you couldn't even get a happy meal for him. He he went through waivers. Right. Nobody did anything, and then. Finally, uh, Tampa Bay picked him up. So, B.A. may have a personal relationship or an understanding or somebody on there is tight with maybe Leonard and they understand what the background info is that we're not privy to. See, yeah. that's the that's the thing. We're not privy to a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I like that joke you made, too, about you couldn't get a, you couldn't get a Happy Meal phone. That was a good joke. I well, it's like true because Happy Meals are good. You know, you get that chicken, oh, yeah, yeah. chicken McNugget. You know, a little honey uh, mustard dip. That's good. That's good eating, man. Oh yeah, I agree with you. So, whoa, <laughs> did you get to win on Wednesday? Did I? Oh, I did. You didn't hear it. Two ninety five. No, no, two ninety nine point five. Oh yeah, I was still that half a pound under, baby. I was just a half a biscuit shy of the three bills, but I pulled it out in the face of 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 in, in right looking at the feet. I pulled it out, baby. I denied myself probably a little uh, a sandwich late at night, and you know just enough to get under the barrier. Do you do you have a sandwich every night? Oh man, I have a uh, something. <laughs> You know, hey, hey when, you know. when you sleep all night, one, when you sleep all night, right? Well, you work all night, all right. But if you sleep all night, yeah, you get, night. yeah, you gotta have a little sustenance, man. It's like a barren hibernation. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Those sandwiches at night, and then if you gotta stay away from chocolate chip cookies, they'll do it to you, man. All right, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I did not. Hey, that's why I didn't have the chocolate chip cookies on Tuesday. Yeah, I heard you took them on to the kids, so that was good for you. <laughs> yeah, my wife, Faith, said, when I, she goes, I can just imagine when you ask those guys, say, hey, these extra chocolate chip cookies, uh, anybody take them? Because I'm going to take them home to my kids. And they all probably looked at you and went, yeah, right. Those won't even, those won't even make at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I just want to say um, it was great hearing like, all the old guys I haven't heard in a while, like C.R. and uh, Robbie. And Circuit George, I like hearing those guys. So, like I said, I have to catch, catch you on the podcast. But I'm a, I'm a late rider now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Midnight Rider. Yeah. Juan is the new Midnight yeah. Rider. <laughs> we, share, yeah. we share the tag. We share there the tag. Go. All right, brother. Anything else? Um, no. Uh, well, we just got to wait till these rosters cut down tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. So, got to see. We got to see who the 53 guys will go. And then we take you get ready for game week. And I'll give you guys a call sometime next week. All right. right. All right we'll Juan. be back on Tuesday. Yeah. We'll be off on Monday. Yeah. And our yeah, new Monday start hard. time. Yeah. Our new start time it's starting Tuesday is 10 o'clock. Yeah. Instead of 9 o'clock. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Love you guys. God bless you, too. God bless, man. Much love love to you and your bride, man. Yeah, Juan. All right. uh, uh, We're going to go to the phones. Uh, Nick in Tampa. Nick, what? No? No? Oh, no No time. time. All right, we're going to. Hold on, Nick. We'll be back. All right, we'll we'll get you uh, uh, at the top of the hour, Nick. Uh, So, 
you know, we were we're talking about uh, um, the the cutdowns, right? And uh, it's going to be interesting. There's, you know, the thing is, there's probably only around 11, 12 guys that they got to cut. I mean, you think about it. That's the good part. You know, they they had reduced rosters. You've got an increased practice squad with sixteen. Um, so not many. There's not that many guys that are going to get walking papers, but. Let's face it, if you're one of the 11, 12, whatever it is that you, you're going to get cut, um, that's the end of a dream, you know, yeah. at least, you know, until you move down the road a little bit. And uh, I look at it because Rosie Nix, Rosie Nix is out there. Yeah. Rosie Nix, well, we'll talk about it in the next segment, but, there, you know, there are going to be some guys that, uh, unfortunately, what happened to Rosie is not about his playing ability. It's about not having OTAs, not having minicamp, and not having the ability to absorb a new offense that's what Frank Reich said. And right. I think it's going to happen to yeah, others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. understand right now that uh, we got to abide by some of the protocols that are going on. Uh, it was at first a little adjustment period to try to get used to it. You know, as the older player, you kind of want to come in and have your same routine as you always do, but uh, you've got to understand the, the bigger picture and things and trying to keep people safe and things like that. So uh, we kind of understand it, man, but yeah, you're right. I kind of want normalcy. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So it's Fat Guy Friday, and uh, we heard Mississippi Queen. Are you sure it was that? I thought I heard him singing Dairy Queen. No. <laughs> no, Mississippi Queen. <laughs> yeah, a little Dairy Queen action, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I had a, I had a Sunday the other day. Really? I did a thing, yes, for Latrobe. Um, they were doing uh, like a, a Zoom call. Yeah. And it was with um, it was celebrating banana splits, and I had me a banana split like you couldn't believe. All really? Of a oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. And on a Zoom call, it was great. We're celebrating the banana split. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I, I thought you were celebrating the banana splits. The, <laughs> Oh, you mean the cartoon the, 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 or the whatever the, the, the show. Kid show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember that. Do you do you watch that a lot? I, I used to watch yeah, it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It was good. All right. Uh, so we're gonna go to the phones four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to Nick in Tampa. Welcome to the locker room, Nick. That's good to good to talk to you. Speaking of Fat Guy Friday, uh, mm -hmm. I have a quote from Art Donovan. Uh, oh, I loved him. I, I think he was a, what, defensive end? or Defensive, defensive tackle from Baltimore Colts right, in the 50s. Yeah. Colts. Yeah, a funny guy. He said, he said, you know you're big when you lay in the tub and the water in the toilet rises. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Nick, one of the greatest things I got to experience was 
In one offseason, I went on an NFL cruise, and uh, this is my playing days, and uh, Artie Donovan was on. Artie and Dottie, his wife, were on the cruise. And I got to tell you, I was getting up, heading to the, uh, of course, you know, you got to go through the buffet and get some breakfast. But I would go sit with Art and Dottie just to listen to Art talk. He was just, he told me a story when he was in New York playing for the Giants. And, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, playing against the Giants. And they were in uh, New York. And I guess they had these old school showers that they, they, Stuffed up the 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 glass whatever and and they made a swimming pool out of it somehow. I yeah. had no idea, other than the fact that it it, it you know there's a bunch of water in there and it blew out the <laughs> the glass and it overflowed and ran down some floors. I just laugh every time I think about that with already swimming in a shower. <laughs> Oh. You know, I mean, he, he was spectacular. What a great guy. You know, I, I met uh, Artie Donovan's best friend on on a cruise, too. Did you? And he said that uh, he was so funny and so gracious and so nice. And he was a great storyteller. Yeah, yeah, great storyteller. One of the other stories he told me was um, one time in uh, training camp, for whatever reason, they were trying to time. They didn't have a, a watch, and they wanted to, this offensive lineman. They wanted to see what his 40-time day was. He had Artie run against him, and Artie was known as a very slow runner, and Artie beat him. <laughs> and Artie turned to the guy, and he said, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, sorry, Nick. I just You got me going with stories. No, great, great stories. Hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, it's great to uh, reflect back on, on some of those memories. I mean, that Art Donovan, he was so good that uh, – they had him on like the Tonight Show. Yes, with right, Letterman right. all the time. Yeah, he was. Oh, funny. he was fabulous. I'll give you one yeah. more story. He told me he said I got he was awarded the Purple Heart in Korea, and I said that's awesome. Thank you for your service. He said, "Well, he said uh, we we're, we got the retreat call. He said I got shot in the butt running away." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was so funny, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. goodness. Anyhow. I've got another quote from him. He said, he said he was 17 pounds. He said, I was 17 pounds when I was born. He said, my mom couldn't walk for three weeks. So. <laughs> That's true. Wow. Man. That's unbelievable. So what else uh, you got, brother? Well, I've got a, another favorite of yours. I'm okay. going to start up the engine. Yes. And I'm heading down to the Keys this weekend. Oh, what? Oh. Stop at uh, Island Mirada at the Ocean View and uh, tell Dunny you're our buddies. Yeah. I was going to try to do that. I was going to, and I was going to ask you guys. You know, uh, I, I was looking up some of the. Uh, he, he did an interview for. Uh, uh, one of the local papers, I guess, down there about last year's Super Bowl. Right. And uh, so, uh, you know, he was giving some information on it. So uh, uh, I wanted to make sure that he was still located there. At the, right. At the, yeah. The, yeah. He still is. He still is. So I'm yeah. going to head down down that way. The OV. And I'm going to try to look him up. The OV. Nick, he was my pregame warm-up guy. Yeah. All right. So the first year I became a starter was in 81. So we would warm up, do some pass rushes before the game, right? So the first, I don't know, six, seven games, he kept smoking me on the pass rush. And Raleigh Dotch, our line coach, was getting really nervous. <laughs> He's watching me. And Dunny – but the thing was, I went on and I had, I had a good game. Yeah. And I didn't give up any sacks, right? right? So about, about – 
eight or nine games into the season, he throws a spin on me, and I stuff it, right? And we both stop, and we're looking eyeball to eyeball. And Dunny looks at me and goes, that can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when uh, I used to go rent an RV – uh, with uh, my sons, uh, Tanner and Clay, and we used to go down to uh, Dunny's and we'd, uh, we'd hook up, uh, uh, you know, because he has uh, several uh, RV sites, and uh, we would go fish in there. And, uh, you know, he, I, I did one of the things that uh, when we went down there, I did Jocks on the Rocks, uh, this radio show with him. And uh, oh, cool. he, uh, that had was, to be fun. Yeah, he was a, hilarious. And uh, well, uh, any words for him? Any anything? I'm going to share with him. Uh, Wolf wants to come down here and uh, leg whip you before. Uh, <laughs> no, I would never be. <laughs> you know what? You know he had several knee replacements. Yeah. But finally, yeah. Uh, he's got a good one. He's got a solid steel. Or solid silver, yes. Uh, a knee from I think from Switzerland, and uh, it was Europe uh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he he every time he had a surgery, he would call me up and I would pray for him. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, he's uh, he's, he's a, a great guy. Great you know, guy. Yeah. You know, we, we. I'd say give him a hug for us, but he'd probably hit you if you yeah, hugged him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell him you. You guys are sending your love, your love and prayer. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. you yeah, do and, that. And one one of the things we did was we did one on ones on <laughs> on a sandbar, a quarter mile off. Oh no! Yeah, uh, on a on sandbar, sandbar, like a quarter mile away from Isla Morada. Yeah, yeah. We we, we did one on ones. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I, you know that place is great for those sandbars. Though. They, yeah, you know those little islands that develop, and a lot of folks yes surround those and and. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's a nice place to swim and, and relax. Right. You know what was unbelievable was as the sun went down and the, the water rose. rose yeah. yeah. It was unbelievable. It's like you're sitting in a, a, a chair, you know, just a, a camp chair, and the water goes from, you know, being a sandbar to, like, neck, around your waist. Neck high. Yeah, and, I mean, you're just sitting there, and it's it's like a, a nice warm bath water. And we had a, del- a, a, pizza, a several pizzas delivered. Oh, yeah, we did. That was yeah. cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah, my youngest daughter's going down to be certified, a certified diver. Right. So wow. She is, she's, thir- she's 13 years old, and she's gone through all her lessons, and now this is her first. Uh, is this scuba dive. diving? Yes. Yeah, I, I got certified. I actually did uh, – I dove down in um, Cayman Islands. Yeah. And dove a wreck down there. It's, it's awesome, just awesome. But you better know your business and be with some experienced people. That's yeah, she, that's for she, sure. And, and she will she will be. She's Good. with uh, – uh, uh, the young man is actually a youth pastor, and he is uh, – he also uh, is a manager at a dive shop. Uh, wow. Locally here. Very yeah. cool. cool. That's really yeah, cool. cool. Very well, cool, Nick. To you guys. I, I'll think about you while I'm down there, and I hope I come across Gary and I can uh, uh, send him your uh, your blessing. Tell Absolutely. him we're praying for him every day. Yeah. yeah. And Karen, too, his bride. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank, Thank you, brother. All right. We'll talk to you. 412-919-1316. Right, 412-919-1316. That's... No, no you, you, you can't go in any – we got Four waved minutes. off. Yeah, we got We're waved, waved off. off. Jacob yeah. gave the wave off. No, you know, no. You know, following warm-ups and individual drills yesterday, 
Ben Roethlisberger opened practice with a perfectly thrown 30-yard pass, which is caught in stride by Deontay Johnson. And, uh, you know... Ben's looking sharp. Ben's looking sharp. What he had... uh, he had uh, four shots, four touchdown throws, if I uh, yeah. remember correctly, from the pool report. Right. Um, ben, here's the one thing about Ben. Uh, he has proven that he is his arm strength is back. Right. It may be better yeah. than it was in the early stages it, last year. I think year. it was. But not only that, he's more durable. And the fact is, he's back in the saddle, baby. Right. We got a leader. He's back. Um, Marquise Pouncey spoke to it, uh, talking about you know having Ben back is just – so big, so huge. And those two guys together, man, that's got to give that offensive unit a lot of lift, especially when you got some young bucks like uh, Deontay Johnson, yeah. you know, the Chase Claypool, uh, uh, James Washington, you know, Juju. Juju's another guy that had a, a nice day the other day. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully he can reclaim his, uh, you know, the big year he had a couple years ago. You know, yesterday, Ryan Switzer and Kareth White lined up as punt returners during the special teams period. Uh, and, uh, you know, th- th- they have a lot of uh, return guys. I wonder, we got to find out who the kickoff return guy is. Yeah. Don't know. Well, I thought you said it was punt uh, return. We're talking about yeah, but it was Deontay, the, yeah, you know, and Ryan Switzer. I don't know. Uh, we shall see. Um, I don't know that they made it. Ray Ray McLeod is a guy that's yeah, in there, but Mike is return. not. He's not determined anybody yet. Yeah, that I know of. He's not named anybody. Ray Ray McLeod has shown himself to be very capable. Right. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens because. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to get something out of those returns. Right, Those right. are huge, Yeah, you know, and I think there's it's field position that's given up. People don't understand the difference from starting on your own 20 and starting on your 30 or 40. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, huge. Dick LeBeau used to always say, the, the more you can keep that offense out there snapping the ball, we know on a drive, the greater the opportunity to get a turnover. Right. Because you start figuring things out, you start to get a sense about what's going on, and sooner or later somebody's going to mess up, you know, a false start, a right. blown assignment, holding, holding call, uh, give what up have a you. sack. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, those those type of things, it's big with special teams. Right, 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 right. And uh, you, you've got to play special teams with uh, the desire of uh, – Cutting it loose. Yeah. No parachute. No parachute, whether it's the, the coverage teams, which are one aspect of it. You know, it, um, if you want a, a kickoff return, that that's, to me, the most difficult. Punt return, you're running even with a guy. Right. But a kickoff return, to have the patience to time it up, if you're not on the – if the front row – all right, it's it's a little bit like a punt return, you know, but there's still a separation. But when you're in the back, you know, one of the personal protectors, you know, that the around the 15 yard line, um, that's difficult. Yeah. You got to have patience to let that guy come down, and then you got to go attack him. Right. And he's got a good run at you. Yeah. I mean, you got to be prepared to get under and up, and if you don't get under and up, you're going to get trucked. I liked uh, Wall. Walls, you know, wall right, wall left. I did myself, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of man, because uh, the man, normally you had a running back or a linebacker or D-Bay, and he right. was very, very. The, well, the best one I ever had was against Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers, we were, we were playing, and we had a wall left. I was in the backside, and I came through the wall. 
and who was in front of me but the Austrian one bar fa- uh, place kicker yeah. Tony Fritsch. Yeah. <laughs> Who he looked like he had a body like an upside down light bulb. Yeah, and he, I came through free and clear. Nobody was there, and he, he saw me. Him. His eyes got big as silver dollars, and I went and stampeded him like a like running with the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Man, he was backing up and he was swearing at me before I hit him. <laughs> it was in, it was in, it was in, in German. In German. <laughs> He was, he was cussing me out, and I pounded him into the ground. All right. Oh. We're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tuncher in the locker room, and we'll be back after and this. And it was too easy. If you got pain. To see him back there, man, to see how comfortable he's been, to see how motivated he is, uh, to watch his whole process of going through the surgery and then, you know, to come back like this in year 17, it's um, been incredible to watch, man. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back. You know, it's 4 o'clock tomorrow is a cut-down day. Yeah. And that's going to be a tough one. You know, it's interesting because Mike Tomlin, Bob Labriola wrote a great piece on Steelers.com. And one of the things that he talks about the area is it's not – I'm trying to find the quote again because sometimes, you know, I find these quotes dead gummit and then I lose them. But, you know, he talks about the fact that it's not about assembling the very best players. We're trying to assemble the very best team. Yeah. So the division of labor, cooperative work, position flexibility, and things of that nature make the conversations more complex when you get down to the nitty-gritty. And that I found very interesting. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to get just a group of great players only. Yeah. But they've got to be a cooperative effort of guys that, um, you know, become a team. And that's the one thing I can't help but think, you know, the one thing about going to St. Vincent College every year was that the end of six, seven weeks of of brutal, hard play and practice and conditioning and everything else and living up there. Um, and the misery index being so high, it birthed the team through blood, sweat, and tears. And that's the one thing that I think the guys miss. And you'd hear the knock on the doors in the hallway. Oh, oh it's just that was that was just and, awful. And then you'd be scared. Don't knock yeah. on my Please door. Please don't knock on my door. Yeah. And then it was, you know, then there was the sad moment where you said goodbye to some some yeah. And every year there was an attrition. There's a turnover, and that's the life of a pro. Right. You know? Yeah. But uh, I, I just, again, going back to Labs' article, um, to be able to discern, it's not just the great players, but how they fit together right. and putting those pieces. And that's important because, yeah. you know, again, you're always trying to upgrade your roster. Right. You know, so this isn't the final roster uh, tomorrow on that knock. You know, you get that knock tomorrow, it doesn't mean that, uh, <laughs> you know, you're locked in for the year. Right, right. And, you know, when you're a bubble guy on the bubble, you you are nervous the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. You live with that the dread of, yeah. you know, coach wants to see you bring your playbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zooks, man, that's just an awful moment. All right, let's go to the phones, uh, 412-919-1316. Let's go to Robbie in Raleigh. Robbie, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How, how you guys are doing? Good. Well, the good thing, Robbie, is he didn't call you Roby, nor did he say yeah, Raleigh yeah, and Roby. I know. <laughs> I know. He, he might have ate too many of them diet donuts. That's probably what got his mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, hey, listen, guys. Yeah, quick question. Um, 
I, I can't believe it's like 10 days away from when we kick the ball off. Right, tell right. Me, guys, tell me what, like a Chase Claypool or Kevin Dotson, and, and, and if Kevin Dotson has to start uh, because of an injury, what is that feeling like nerve-wise? The first, What was your first start uh, like? How did you feel? Okay. Uh, let me shoot this by first of all Kevin Dotson's not going to start if anything it'll be uh, Stefan Wisniewski stepping in are we just okay, not okay. okay but but that's okay I mean he's gonna at some point be a starter someday because this kid is good right all right the dot the Dotson kid now as far as I was up at St. Vincent College in the second uh, preseason game when Raleigh Dodge kept me after one of the meetings said you know you're up this weekend and it was Dallas and it was um, a scary moment for me because I'm looking at, you know, Randy White, a future Hall of Famer. Uh, there was, uh, you know, Harvey Martin. There was two tall Jones on this defensive line. There was Larry Cole and D.D. Lewis and all these guys defensively, Bobby Brunig. And, I mean, it, that was the doomsday defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. that moment when you realize Sam Davis, who I was pretty much drafted to replace, and so to speak, um, went down. And it's that moment that says it's here. Okay, you either you command the position or you're just another face moving through that that position temporarily. So my yeah. first stop, uh, first start, uh, uh, Robbie was uh, in Oakland on Monday Night Football, and uh, I kept uh, uh, I-, I kept being afraid that uh, Howard Cosell was going. Typical mistake from the rookie from Turkey. <laughs> and, you, and, you, yeah, it's wow. scary, man. Yeah, yeah, it's intimidating. Yeah. And let me tell you something else. I moved into a lineup with John Kolb, Mike Webster, Steve Corson, Larry Brown. These were all veterans. Yeah. So as soon as something bad went hap- happened on the line, I, I was the first to hear about it. It had to be the rookie's fault right, or right. the second-year guy's yeah. fault. You yeah. Know? And yeah, so uh, yeah. the the week before, I got in the game because Larry Brown hurt his hammy, and so I I, I came into the uh, to the huddle, and I think I'm thinking they were looking over at me. I said, "I'm the weak link." Yeah, <laughs> I'm wow. the weak link. That, that, but that, but I played that. against Jack Youngblood, but Youngblood, and I did pretty well. Yeah. Good, good deal. What so now? What did you guys have any? Pre-game rituals, uh, you know, on that. Front. What what did you do before taping our jerseys? Right. First thing you do, you come in, uh, you get your ankles taped as quick as possible. Yeah. Want to get that out of the way. Then it was about taking your shoulder pads, going into the uh, meeting room, and taking two-way tape and putting it on your shoulder pads so you kept your jersey tight. Yeah, because you don't want a loose jersey because defensive line scumbags will grab your jersey and pull you by it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah. so we had that up until the fact when uh, Ray Penny got busted using silicone, silicone <laughs> spraying on the outside of the jersey. <laughs> Chuck caught him at it, and I'm telling you, Chuck went ballistic. So what? What do you? He said, "What are you? What are you doing, Ray? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm spraying. I'm spraying he's, my he's got jersey. Got a cloud of silicone in the meeting room. <laughs> what are wow. you doing, Ray? <laughs> wow, that sounds like a New England Patriot move. Yeah. Well, the thing was, then Chuck comes flying into the locker room. He's upset, right? Because we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't cheat. That's right, the way. We don't cheat. That's what Chuck was all about. He comes in. He eyeballs me. He comes over. I had not sprayed my jersey yet. All I'd done is tape it. And Chuck came up to me and goes, 
Craig, he goes, did you spray your jersey? I looked right at him and I said, why, no, coach. <laughs> I didn't spray my jersey. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, and you know, yeah, actually, no. you know who gave it away? It was Stallworth. Right, right. John Stallworth, because he dropped a couple oh, passes. Yes. Yeah, because it got on the ball and uh, it, it slipped through his fingers. And uh, Chuck said, you guys can't spray the silicone because <laughs> it gets on the ball. And He boom. says, you're cheating. We yeah. don't cheat. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it was all Stallworth's fault because he blamed it on, on when he put his hand on our jersey. He got it and, on his and, hand. And so... <laughs> Chuck went marching into the the room where we did it, and that's when he caught Ray. Yeah, and then when he, he caught Ray, that's classic. Now, who, now, I know these days they listen. You know, this day and time, they listen to the iTunes on their phones and get this stuff. If we would have had iPods back then, both you guys, who would have been uh, in your ear pregame mm. uh, to get you fired up? Uh, a lot of boss. I, I would have, I would have played the four tops. Um, and really? uh, wow. yeah, I love the four tops. Yeah, I lo- yeah. I, I'll, Springsteen. You know, yeah. just rocking uh, little little stones, that you know, sort of thing. Stones. Uh, but you know what? We had a uh, um, we had a stereo in the locker room, and uh, that would know, play until yeah, Joe shut it yeah, off. Yeah, to, to Joe <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> Joe, and, and I remember Joe, that music would be blaring, and then I, there's some point in time where Joe went over and went click, and everyone just yeah okay. I, I remember, I remember Benny Cunningham dancing to Super Freak. Okay, yeah, that that, <laughs> that yeah, he was dancing around to Super Freak, and uh, uh, and Joe Green shut it off. Okay, okay. nothing. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys, thank you for, uh, you know, letting me call you guys. Man, it's hard to believe it's only 10 days away. I'm excited. Right. I, I can't I can't wait. And I just always wanted to wonder what the nerves were like before that first start. You yeah. Tremendous. Like, you know, I, I was panicking. Brother, uh, let yeah. me tell you, one time, one moment before a big game at Three Rivers, I, it was probably four or five years into our career. I remember touching that because I remember poignantly like yesterday. And we had just come off after warm-ups, and you're sitting there, and you have this pulse, this electricity. It's flying through you. Yeah. You are you are like more aware than you've ever been of anything in your life and pregame adrenaline going. And I remember looking at yeah. Tunch, and Tunch looking at me, and the tension in the locker room was just tremendous at this point before that release yeah. of adrenaline and, and going out and getting that hit. And I remember looking yeah. at him, and I, and I said, I said, man, we were born to do this. You yeah. just know that you're yeah. meant to be right. there. It's a tremendous, tremendous. This moment, man. Yeah, and but but you you're panicking. Yeah, yeah. On the other side of it, you're about <laughs> just a, a fraction away from total panic. Yeah, yeah. Your your ner- your nerves. Uh, Tell them the S-Sync story. Did you hear this one, brother? Uh, uh, Chuck Essink. No, no, no. Ron Essink. Ron Os- Ron Essink. He was playing Monday okay. night at Seattle, and he was so nervous he took his uh, uh, uniform off and was walking out the door. <laughs> yeah, his clothes on, what? and he was bolting the locker room. <laughs> And, and the wow. coaches had to go grab him and pull him back in and go, no, you're, you're suiting up. So uh, the joke became, uh, we would always say, I'm about to pull an essay. Yeah. You know, when you're just so oh. nervous. Yeah. Oh, it's too funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, guys. Well, listen, I appreciate you. Uh, um, I, I'm, I, I just couldn't imagine what that was. I mean, the nerves. I just couldn't imagine. I want to be honest with you. I just, and especially not to have preseason. 
uh, like now and, right. and be a starter. Yes. And that has got to be mind-blowing. Yeah. Absolutely. Trust me, Red Bull's got nothing on pregame electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Uh, uh, one of the things that we did, uh, Robbie, uh, you know, the last preseason game, we play about three and a half quarters. And uh, uh, and then we were confident that we could play yes. a full 60 minutes. Right. But now, uh, you know, they, they, the, the preseason, they don't play a lot. No. And uh, so I don't right. I don't know how they feel. That's where our confidence was. Yeah. You know, I'm just yeah. going yeah. through that. So, yeah. 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 Okay, guys. Appreciate you as usual. Uh, and I'm gonna steal something from CR. Here we go. Steal. All right, Hi, Robbie. Hey, enjoy, Appreciate baby. We're ten days away. Let's go, Steelers, yes, huh? Robbie, yes, you guys take care now. Yes, God sir. bless right. you, Robbie. Thank you for calling. My brother. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, brother. My brother. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so... At least you didn't butcher his name this time. That was nice of you. Yeah. Well, because the <laughs> the the reason I butchered his name because it was so small, I thought it was Roby. <laughs> Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you're mental. Yeah. You're like me. <laughs> well, I, the last three times he called, I was Robbie. Yeah, you got it yeah, right. right. Okay. I, got, I got it right. All right, get those bifocals. Get, you need some, like, binoculars yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, I got the bifocals. <laughs> I got the trifocals. You got trifocals. <laughs> Oh, yes. I got the trifocals. Beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah. we are 10 days away, and I am so excited, Chalucha. Yeah. I mean, we need some action. We need to see something. Yeah. You know, so this is going to be I, – I will tell you this. I, I do have a little nervousness about coming up, doing the game from a broadcast position away from right. the yeah, game itself. This is going to be, this gonna be different. Yeah. This is going to be very different. Yeah. Very odd. So yeah. I hope that uh, we're able to get the – all pulled together because uh, this is going to be a little bit different. Right, right. All right, we're going to take a break. It's 412-919-1316. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. fun experience man um as you get older you you know they bring in guys and you just so built on trying to create them and help them become great players and you know so they can go on and, and be there you know have great careers and futures but um i think the Steelers have done a great job of bringing guys in and as far as draft picks and you know free agency guys but the young guys they got coming up right now as far as dawson and you know some of the uh tubes and banner i think you know the Steelers are headed in the right direction and uh, 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Ponce was talking about Zach Banner, Chooks, and Kevin Dotson. And they're... And he's saying the Steelers are taking care of business, yeah, baby. Bringing right, in right. some young bucks. Bringing in some young bucks you look and at, developing them. Yes, and that's key. Uh, you're going to need these guys. It's going to be interesting to see which one of these two guys, one of the behemoths, really. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. Both Chooks and Zach are large prairie mammals in the very best sense of the word. And they are capable of playing at a high level. And I'm wondering who's going to take control of that position. You know, it's about being having a stability about yourself it's about that routine going week in week out being the guy being able to prepare for the next opponent and um you know it's uh it's going to be fun to see i'm gonna i i can tell you this i'm going to be eagerly watching the right tackle spot when the steelers go to new york city right, and play the right, giants right, 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 right. that's going to be interesting yeah, so uh, Ben dropped in a perfect fade route to Deontay Johnson during the red zone. Uh, Johnson scored the pass, uh, uh, secured the pass quickly, right. got both feet down, and maintained possession before going out of the corner of the end zone. And the offense scored all four red zone attempts with Ben. That was great, yeah. Well, you want to see the offense coming together. Yeah. Obviously, we always start off every training camp. Did you ever remember a time where our our, our offense was ahead of our defense? No. No. It, yeah. In the running game particularly, it took a while to get the timing going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I look at this and I say, all right, this is a nice timely fashion. We're seeing the offense starting to mount up, get some things done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, the D-line, O-line, one-on-one drills – uh, Odenehi got uh, stuffed by Christian Delorio, uh, but uh, he was able to get inside on Delorio uh, on the following rep. Uh, the biggest reaction from the defense during the drill came when uh, linebacker Jaron Elliott put a spin move on Jaron Jones to slide by for an easy sack. And then, uh, and then uh, uh, Zach Banner and rookie Linebacker Alex Highsmith faced off twice in the drill. Banner ultimately held off Highsmith on the first rep, but the second rep, Highsmith spun inside and presented more of a challenge. When the period ended, Banner patted Highsmith on the helmet and appeared to compliment the rookie. Well, the the thing is we've seen Alex Highsmith hit the spin. He's got a pretty good spin. I was was shocked because – the spin, if you if you spin in a three quarter bucket, all right, you're not going anywhere. Right. Highsmith gains ground when he he spins. Most guys, when they start to spin, they don't gain ground. They'll, right. They'll, they'll they'll gain a you know enough just because an offensive lineman tends to stop his feet on the spin, uh, so he might gain a, a slight advantage. But some guys they learn to spin and get that come around and and step up field with that foot, and that's a productive right. spin yeah 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 you you've got to gain ground when right. you spin you can't spin no you can't spin yeah. a three-quart bucket right all right let's go to the phones 412-919-1316 let's go to dano in florida dano welcome to the locker room brother wolf how are you today great brother how come you're not in hawaii so you go book him dano yeah. hawaii 5 how did I know that that was going to be dead? <laughs> yeah. 
I I am that predictable. Yeah, I, I am that predictable. You know, hey, you know, Wolf goes oh, yeah. for easy, low hanging fruit. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm easy pickings. Nice, nice. You know, I had to call on Fat Guy Friday. Yes. Because I never I never met a menu I didn't like. So I'm uh, I'm with you, bro. Yeah. Uh, whenever I heard it was Fat Guy Friday, I'm like going, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> So congratulations, Wolf, on that uh, weight loss. How about it, huh? Holding tight. Well, I'm telling you. So, hey, um, it was uh, good to uh, hear that uh, interview with uh, J.T. Thomas yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J.T.'s a great was, guy. Yeah. He really, it really was. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was nice to uh, reminisce and listen to some of the uh, old veterans on here. It's good that they get to call in and stuff. And uh, we're going to get LaVon Kirkland for next week. Tuesday. Yeah. Is it, oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Kirk's going to come aboard. That's awesome. That's awesome. And y'all are going on 10 o'clock. You're going to start time 10 o'clock. Now? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Good. Good. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. Um, what? I mean, I know how, you know, there's, there's Steeler fans everywhere. There's them, you know, there's, you can't, you can't miss a Steeler fan right. around here. And uh, what? But what is back home? What is the hometown feel for the upcoming season? I mean, uh, due to the the empty stadium you scenario. Know, you know, uh, Dano. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the first game is going to be no no fans. You talking about uh, home games? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I think Art wants to have a third of the fans there. It's it's interesting, you know, um, because of this pandemic, uh, Dano. It's it's such a weird year because uh, you know we weren't allowed to uh, watch practice uh, when the first two weeks we uh, broadcasted, and then we were in. And uh, it, it's 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 a crazy. I think there's situation. a lot of excitement. A lot of people are looking forward to something to give yeah. them something to root for. You know what I mean? We've had some issues right, with the Pirates, right. with the Pens. Yeah. Um, right now, this is a kicking off of the NFL season, so it's it's there is excitement uh, abounding, but it's you're not going to see the it materialize uh, such as you've seen in the past. That's the thing, right? Right, yeah. That I mean, that's that's the way it, it seems. It's like everybody's excited, but yet they're it, it's kind of like a hesitant excitement. Well, because so, everybody's also wondering, is it going to go the whole year? Because they halted right, the exactly. Major League Baseball, they halted uh, hockey or something. You know, we're we're talking about man cave madness yeah. is what you're what you're going to oh. see. People taking pictures, oh. you know, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you uh, more about that. But I heard the one gentleman that uh, was from Florida that said that he was going down to Key West. You no, know, he was going to Isla Morada. Yeah. Isla Morada, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I also, I stopped, uh, took my wife, and I uh, was around New Year's, and we went to, we were on our way to Key West, and I had seen the ocean view. Right. And I, I went in, and I showed her around you know, all the different things that uh, Mr. Dunn had there. And I didn't get – unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see him oh. because of the fact that he was – I think it was one of his knee surgeries. Yeah, yeah, Could yeah. Could have been, yeah. yeah. And 
And so I didn't get a chance to see him, but, you know, I, I always tell my wife every time we talk about Steelers and stuff, and I always, I always show her this little text message that I got that shows the Steelers symbol and says, I married into this. <laughs> every, every, time, every time she starts thinking, she's like, what is it with you? And I'm like, go on, you married yeah, into this. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt about right. it. And I'm so sorry you didn't get a chance to meet up with Donnie because he is, he is a unique being. Yeah, he's, he's a great, a, he's great a guy. great guy, and he tells great stories. Oh. Best storyteller best, I've ever run into. Best storyteller ever. Yeah, I tell you, I, I really was looking forward to him. In fact, whenever we walked into his uh, his place there, uh, they had a, I think it was a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> that he has pictured on the wall. Yeah. yeah I, I can only imagine what goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest to goodness. I looked at him like going, well, that's interesting, you know. <laughs> well, only like you said, I can only imagine the story. Think about this: when he first moved in there with his his partner was Hog Hara, Dennis Hara from the Rams, an offensive lineman. They, it was yeah. the ocean view, and it was the only place without a view of the ocean. <laughs> but that was rectified when some mangroves mysteriously yeah. got cut down. Yeah, it got the, 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 the mangroves. I ain't saying. I'm yeah. just kind of saying. You I know, know what I mean? cut down the mangroves. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody will ever know. No, yeah. but yes, exactly, yes. brother. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, just wanted to let you know, I have this one picture of you, Wolf. Uh-oh. And I also have a picture of you, uh, Brother Tunch, uh, with you with Mike Webster. I have it in my man cave. Oh, oh beautiful. Wow. Yeah. It's... And I'm telling you right now, it's a picture of you, Wolf, where you have Dwayne Bickett. Oh, that one, yes. Yeah, yeah. He... Mercy. Yeah, he's holding the throat. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Brother Tunch, let me tell you something. My man didn't need a uniform, he needed an astronaut. Because the way Wolf had him, I thought for sure he was sending him to the moon. Right? Yeah, that <laughs> Thanks, was brother. That, that's a great picture. Just happened to be yeah. shot at the right moment. We got to go to break, brother. But thank you so much. We appreciate you. Okay. God bless you, yeah, Dano. Sir. Take care. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. God bless you. Take care. Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and uh, he was. Uh, uh, Dwayne Bickett in this a- astronaut uniform. <laughs> All the leaves are brown, and the sky is gray. You know, it's very, very positive, man. I, I just enjoy the moments, man, because as you get older, man, you kind of lose some of the stuff that you kind of look forward to, man. And um, them guys have brought a lot of energy back to the room, man, and I really appreciate that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, 
Pounce was talking about, uh, uh, you know, the room and uh, the guys that – the the younger guys. But one of the things he mentioned is uh, the older you get, um, the more you see the end of the tunnel. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know – And you naturally change as you go throughout your career. Now, yeah. obviously it changes more when you're a double-digit year guy versus right. a five-year guy or three-year yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. But, you know, you run through teammates. You lose some teammates. Right. Um, there's life stories, things that happen behind the scenes that we're never aware of, right. but goes on in the life cycle of a player. Right. And those are things that, um, you know, they, you lose something, you know I mean? When, when some of these guys go away, you lose something. And sometimes your energy levels in the room, they're a little bit different. You know, there, there are times when it's so special, like with, with Webby and with Bubba Brown right. and Colby and, and C and everybody. It was a special time, and we were young and right. we were strong, and it was yeah. great. You know, and then, you know, it changes and become, you got kids coming in and it changes. Yeah. And it was, those were the glory days. They were. Yeah. And then became, you know, when you get up to double digit years, yeah. the young guys come in and you need some energy bringers. Right. Right now, Marquise Pouncey has always been the vibrating right. electricity through the offensive line, yeah. through the offensive unit energy bringer. Um, but it's time, like you said, the guys like Zach Banner. Zach Banner is an energy guy. Yeah. He brings a lot of juice. And I think for guys like Marquise Pouncey and Dave DeCastro, it's a welcome addition. Right. For guys like, uh, you know, Big Al, uh, that's got to be a welcome addition to have that young juice coming in. Yeah. yeah. And and I keep thinking about what's wrong with Dave DeCastro. Is he going to play now on, on Monday night? I'm. I, I will say right now, I would believe so. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. But I, again, I'm not worried because the, the fact is you've got Steph Wisniewski, right. who's a plug and play guy that can do it on a moment's notice. Right. You know, yeah. and that there's just no no worry there. But you'd want David there. I mean, you right. want to come out with your starting five, your best five. And uh, I certainly think for Zach Banner, for um, Chooks. Uh, Chooks. Having Dave DeCastro next to you, that's a great whoopee. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of when – I, when I step into the starting lineup between Mike Webster and John Kolb, that's, that's a double whoopee. Right. All right? There's a lot of comfort knowing that I'm bookended by two, two Hall of Famers, right. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah. uh, that, that to me says so much. And I think for Marquise, again, I, I like, you know, where he's, he's talking about the fact that um, it's almost incumbent for the young guys yeah. to bring some of that juice and, and come forward with it. And this is going to be – I think there's going to be a good offensive line. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how it fleshes out. I think the um, – you know, he was mentioning the young guys, but I think the old guys bring the, bring the juice. Yeah, um, I, I think the old guys bring the juice. I, I – I, I, well, I, I have to disagree in the sense of that's what Marquise in my mind was talking about right, right. there. Okay, the the old guys, they bring that level of throttle up, you know, right. they throttle up before a game. Yeah. The young guys bring that everyday uh, juice that you need. You know, the Zach comes – he when Zach walks into a room, you notice Zach. Yeah. Zach brings some energy. Okay, Chooks is uh, very much the same way. Those young guys, they need to bring that to the room. Now, on game day, 
Now you've got Marquise, and he is the yeah, throttle. The veterans. All right, those veterans, they know what they need to get get it done. You can get the war whooping going on by the young guys. It doesn't matter because yeah. your focus is as, right. a, as a vet. Your focus is very, very uh, direct. It's like a laser beam. Right, you know. Right. So in that sense, that's I would agree with. Those guys set the pace on game day. Yeah, those guys set the pace. Uh, and, you know, and it's going to be um, – the the typical work week starting Monday. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know they've run through the scenarios, right? right? We got the home game, home you're, you're at home game right. scrimmage. Now the away team. Yeah. Now they had the Wednesday in season. You know now you've got the Friday before a Sunday game kickoff type right. of introduction. So they they're doing a lot of scenario driven. Um, not role acting, but you know, f- working through it. This is what it looks like, right? To be in a regular season, you know, deal where you're you got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, boom, Sunday. Yeah. So, um, I, I love that about Mike. When you talk about the fact that he is detail driven, just look what he, what went on this past week, right? You know, think about the the very fact that you're talking about the transitional game that occurs on a sideline, right? Chalucha, how how big is that? Because you know the craziness, and we talked about it yesterday. But the craziness that and chaos that exists on the sidelines during a game, right? Yeah. So, um, looking at this offensive line, it's going to be Al, uh, Maddie Filer, uh, Pounce, uh, and David DeCastro. Hopefully, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, the. What are the two young giants? Yeah, one of the two young giants, and they're giants. Oh, they um, and uh, the think back- of the damage you could have done with Zach Banner's body. Yeah, <laughs> six eight, three hundred and fifty pounds, just tagging people with that punch. Right. You talk about having a punch, a catch radius. Right. How about a punch radius? Yeah. And he's got long arms. Mm. You're talking about jumper cable length arms. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could, he could. It'd be like. It'd be like a taser hitting you. Right, 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 right. Um, and so uh, you you you've got Stefan Wazuski. If, uh, if he's going to back up, David, right, uh, and uh, Kevin Dotson back up. Kevin Dotson is to me. He's the quiet. Um, he's he's been the. He's what I wanted to see through most of the offseason. There's two guys that I really, really wanted to see. Obviously, Chase Claypool, of, in my yeah. estimation, he's the guy that came out of camp and, and everybody says, wow, that's right. wow, that's impressive. Um, but the other guy that I thought has had a, a pretty good camp that I really wanted to see was Yuli, uh, UG3. Yeah. I thought uh, Ulysses, um, he's a guy that I kind of – Peg marked as one of these guys that young guys, second year jump guys that I wanted to see. Now I'm going to be anxious to see him in a, if you know in, in a game he gets in a game because that's the only way we're going to know. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, uh, Dew was talking about Jerry Dulak. That it will validate what we think we see, but we haven't seen that much. Right, right, right. And you know? and um, uh, Jerry Osaski, the linebackers coach, uh, talked about him being a professional. And him being able to play both inside linebacker spots, uh, and uh, you know uh, when uh, Devin Bush gets tired or uh, Vinny gets tired, you're going to insert Yuli. Yeah, it, yeah, that's and I think that he's got some possibilities of stepping out and doing some really good things. Yeah. The other guy that I really wanted to see though was Kevin Dotson, and right. then obviously he got uh, derailed a little bit when he uh, doinked up the knee. But he's come back. 
Yeah. Uh, in the practices that I've seen, he has not disappointed. Yeah. You know, so we'll see where he can go from there. I mean, uh, I think I truly believe someday this kid's going to be an impressive pro. He's going he's going to at the very least be a solid starter right. up there if he doesn't do anything more. Yeah. Um but he's got some real ability and I'm I'm anxious to see that come out at some point in time, but it's not going to be early on here. Yeah. Uh and you know, uh Christian uh Deloro uh, what you think about him? I, I, he's the left tackle, and he looks good. And he looks good. He's using his hands well, and uh, he punches well. And you know, I, I he's he's got some. He's one of those guys that looks like you give him a couple of years. If he could stay on track, yeah, uh, he could be a player. Right. Uh, he's got a nice kick step. I thought that uh, you know he plays a little bit high. Um, you know, he's, he's tall. Yeah, he's got some uh, you know things he's got to do with his hands. That uh, he's got to be a little better with, but who, who amongst us can point and say that we didn't need to be better at something? Yeah. Uh, and you know, I I, I think the, the kid's got some ability. I also think the Anthony Coyle kid. Yeah. Looked like he could be a real possibility for practice squad. Yeah. Uh, when you can punch a guy to the ground, that right. says something. You know, so I like what I see there. Yeah, I I like when I see Anthony Coyle. He he he's punching well and. Uh, uh, you know, he he's effective. I don't. I wonder if he could play tackle. I mean, we've seen him at guard. Yeah, the guy that I don't want to say he's. I've been disappointed, but the guy that I kind of expected more was Derwin Gray. Right, I thought yeah. Derwin might stand out a little bit more. He's when he punches, he absolutely crushes some people at times. Yeah. But at he's 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 first of all the guy's a stud. Yeah. All right, and he's strong. Um, but. Sometimes it, it doesn't manifest itself in his, his play all the time. Right, right, right. And uh, all right, uh, uh, let's go to the phones, 919-412-919-1316. Let's go to Jeff. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Good. Doing good, brother. Hey, uh, I got a couple questions, questions. I haven't heard anything about Isaiah Bugs this year is, How's he doing? And I was expecting a lot from him this year to step up, and I just haven't heard anything. Well, I will say this: uh, he, I guess, he was a little bit out of shape or had some conditioning problems right. early on. Uh, he's been what I call uncomfortably quiet thus far through camp. But I saw some in the last practice. I saw him do a couple of things. I thought, okay, there's some. I, I don't know if it's too little, too late, or if uh, you know. Uh, I if uh, he's got to do a lot more to get, to maintain a roster spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know one one of the things that he does he uses his hands well, and he plays low, low center of gravity, and he he doesn't get uh, pushed off the ball. No, he doesn't get pushed off the ball. But that's uh, for sure. but you know I I I'm I'm curious because I didn't I haven't watched him a whole lot. Uh, you know, watching the Daniel McCullers and uh, uh, Tyson Alualu and Stefan Tuit and Cam Hayward, right. you know, they they stand out to you. What's the other question, right. brother? Because we're coming up against the uh, time. Uh, the the other question. I just wanted to let you guys know. I used to live down in Alamorada, and I did meet Dunny. Did oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you hang out there a little bit? Yeah, me and my wife moved down there, and the first thing you do, you know, is go look for your Steeler bar where you can watch the game. This was before the ticket, and I sat down. He came sat down with us the first time, and um, I asked him the story about him and uh, Webby at the 
on the turnpike. I don't know if you ever heard that story. <laughs> yes. And yeah. Still, to this day, is the funniest story I think I've ever heard about the old Steelers. Yeah, one-on-one on, on, one on, one on the turnpike. Let me ask you, yeah. have you ever met anybody who tells a story better than Dunny? Huh? No, nah, he was just a – and he was such a great guy. Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm an older guy with your guys' age, you know, and I, so I knew all about him. And we, we had a really good conversation a couple times <laughs> around there. Did you go fishing with him? I never did, but I saw you had the pictures with him and uh, Jimmy Johnson and all those guys and their boats. Because I've met Jimmy Johnson down there as well. But um, yeah, he's a great guy, and uh, that that story in the turnpike to, to this day makes me laugh. <laughs> it's the truth. All right, brother, we got to roll on. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thanks for the call, Jeff. All right, uh, uh, it's four one two. 919-1316, and uh, we're going to go to break. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. I'm extremely comfortable with the utilization of Deontay along with his offensive workload. Uh, he has real talents in that area uh, and a desire to do so. Uh, I thought he just got better and better over the course of last year. And I think he, you know, ended up, you know, making an all AP team or something. Um, it's reasonable to expect him to be even better in that area. And uh, we like our candidates uh, in the kick return game. We'll continue to work to those guys and we'll, we'll, we'll identify a guy, I'm sure, before kickoff next week. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, that was Mike Tomlin talking about Deontay Johnson, and he did get better uh, by week last year. And he's looking really good uh, in training camp this year. And so, Absolutely. I, you know, I think, you know, I... I have complete confidence in, uh, you know, when when the Steelers go forward, wi four wide receivers, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be Juju, it's going to be Chase, it's going to be Deontay, it's going to be James. Uh, I would expect so. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, where you 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 got this Ray Ray McLeod is an interesting guy. He could right. be number six. Yeah. You know, and so you're left with uh, one guy. Is that Ryan Switzer? Is that the the guy that you want, right. um, I don't know. Um, you know, Ryan has looked really good. He's done right. well in camp. He's had a very good camp. And, uh, I, you know, people that complain about his punt return and stuff like that, look, he might not be the home run, but the guy makes good, sound judgment calls. He right. handles the ball very well, and he still does uh, a yeoman's work in getting some return yardage. Yeah. It ain't the home run hit maybe like Deontay Johnson. I got gotcha. you. Deontay, he's, he's a, he was a pro bowler for – you know, for a reason. Yeah. You know, I mean, for his returns. They're all pro or whatever. I don't know what it was. But uh, AP team, whatever Mike was talking about. But uh, he certainly is capable. We saw that down in Arizona when he returned that 85-yarder. That was huge. Yeah. Turned the game around. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And for this young man to come out and then have Ben back in the saddle with weapons around him, I still think right. that Chase Claypool might be significant in not so much the stats, but his physical prowess right. that he brings that's going to create more room for Juju, for James, for Deontay. So, you know, when uh, Deontay – yeah, I, I love Deontay, and I love Chase Claypool, and I love Juju, yeah. and uh, love James. Uh, yeah, James Washington. looks good. He's had a yeah. good camp. You know, so, I, I'm I'm thinking, punching all them doggies yeah, yeah, out west. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's a rancher in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Oklahoma. No, I think it's Oklahoma. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's it's out there. Yeah, that's you know. So what, one of the things that uh, we know is uh, the. The Ben's going to have a lot of weapons to throw to, right? Uh, and uh, you know, four wides, but, well, and two tights. Uh, they're you know Vance McDonald and uh, Eric Ebron. The very the, good. The possibilities of what this offense can do with uh, a little added motion stuff, yeah. uh, a little creativity uh, with Matt Canada uh, helping, uh, you know, giving his thoughts with Randy Feetner. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a big Randy Feetner fan. Yeah. I just think the job he did last year in getting three quarterbacks ready. Right. Well, I mean, I go back and tell the story all the time when we were out in LA, when they played the, the chargers out there in that soccer stadium. Yeah. When we walked off the field, I was walking off the field with them up the ramp. And I remember I said, you know, it was amazing. You got duck ready for this game, you know, congratulations. And I pat him on the back. And you talk about tension. Yeah. He, you know, he just, he gave me that, that smile, that Randy Feetner smile. And then, that, you know, and he was as tight as a drum. Right, yeah. You know, and you could just feel, like, the tension starting to, you know, just slough off him like a coat falling off him. Because that's that's a lot of hard work, man. Right. When you're trying to get a third quarterback ready, yeah. a young guy who's not, done anything in the NFL man oh man right so hats off to Randy Feetner because I think he's an excellent offensive yeah he's a he's a excellent offensive coordinator and he's an excellent quarterback coach yes um but he just didn't need to do it yeah you got Matt Canada right Matt can be that guy well yeah. you know Randy spends more time getting the, the coordinating down all right uh let's go to the phones 412-919-1316 let's go to CR from Chicago CR welcome to the locker room Hey, guys, C.R.S. and this is Chicago. How the heck are you two old fogies doing this morning? You sound live and kicking, brothers. You better believe it, man. It's Friday. We got a three-day weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll be on from our normal 10 to 12. Yeah. And we're going to have LeVon Kirkland as a guest on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it yeah. already because we got a ramp up. Yeah. It's game week, baby. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Speaking of LeVon Kirkland, um, I really appreciated that show you had uh, yesterday. Uh, well, I guess it was yesterday. Yeah, JT. Had, yeah, oh, man, JT Tommy. He has got some good stuff going on. Yeah. The only thing I was disappointed with about was that you guys were backed up against the clock, and uh, he didn't get a chance to uh, continue to express himself about and how we need to come together as one. A lot of people think that I'm, that I'm racist in, in, in many ways, but – uh, hey man, I just like the people to speak the truth, and yeah. I think what he was, some of the things he was saying was real. I and mean, we, we've got a lot of issues here in this country as far as uh, coming together, and it's, it's a strain. I mean, technically, and I'm not gonna get deep, 
Uh, this country was never built on a solid foundation to begin with. If you go back to the Constitution, look at all the books and the papers and everything. You look at the the, the holdings of the, the many of the founding fathers. You look at the first several presidents. Um, and, you know, we got a lot of stuff to work on. And the key here, guys, and I'm only going to get into this to this far. The key here is that many people have a certain image of what this thing should be like, and not what it is like. And until we come together, like you said, until we talk about it and really open it up, uh, it's going to be messed up. I will but say this. Hold on, hold on now. Ahead, I'll ahead, say ahead, this, though. The, the fact is this: we are not perfect in a, as a country, but right. this is still the best country in the world. Yeah, man. yeah. And but, by God's grace. Yeah, uh, uh, but, you know, uh, the, the healing comes, CR, when we love like Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to love like Jesus, uh, and uh, he loved unconditionally and sacrificially, and he told us to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And we got to do that. Right. We got to do and that. And by the way, I was not backing JT up to the t- time clock. Well, he, he, we went overtime with him. Yeah, we, we talked I mean, to we him. We love JT. We, we give we, him as much time as we can give we, him. We, we, we talked to him for a half hour. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But uh, just just, just uh, uh, plugging in on what you were saying, you're right. We do have to uh, take the blinders off, and, and, and we don't do that. But the essence of what you guys were saying, and I agree 220%, I don't have the, the, the football game style, but I had the military game style. Right. And uh, I was in there for 24 years. Right. I was a, a an Army civilian for another uh, 20 years. So of my 75 years, 44 uh, years uh, of this earth, I've been working for the United States mm-hmm. government. You know, and we thank so, you for uh, your service, man. We thank you for your thank service, C- I appreciate it. CR. It's a, it, it helped me. It's a common denominator because the military wasn't perfect back in the day, but it was the next best thing to being uh, uh, above board. So, and just like on the football field, I mean, when you in a foxhole, man, you, yep. you don't care what the guy looks like <laughs> next to you. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> You got that enemy out there that's, that's dragging you down. So, right. But team sports, team sports are unique, and I think we really need to come together from that perspective. Now, as a Steelers member since uh, uh, 1973, I just love me some Steelers. And as long as we, we, we stay on the board uh, talking talking Steelers, we're good. But once in a while, people drift off into those other things. If you can just put that on the side, like you said, when you're out there in the field, man, you're not concerned about – this and that, the other. You know, you're thinking about the next guy and what you can do to help him. You got to stay in your lane, but you got to work together. So that common denominator, that brotherhood, is uh, is really, really together. And I don't know if we'll ever do that as a, as a mankind, but as Pittsburgh Steelers, when we're up against people like Baltimore and and uh, and uh, uh, New England and all that, we are on the same page come heck of high water. Right. You know, CR, uh, one of the things we've learned is uh, you don't see you, you don't see race on a football team. You you just love your teammates. Yeah. And uh, you love your teammates, and you lock arms, and you pray together, and uh, uh, and and you study the Bible together, and uh, you uh, fight together. together. <laughs> you fight together. You uh, bleed together. You uh, you laugh together. You cry together, and it's uh, and, and and it builds. Close friendships and br- yeah, close that, brotherhood. Yeah, that took a process because you know back in the day, uh, 
there, there weren't many. Uh, at one time, there was no uh, uh, African Americans or right. people, uh, mixed people on the football fields. And when they started coming together, uh, it just just made all the difference in the world. Right. I mean, look at the uh, real quick. Look at what Joe Gilliam had to go through. If yes. he hadn't go, if he could have, if he like I said the other day, if he would have had the gene that Jackie Robinson had to be able to let him survive and let that stuff roll off his back, right? Bradshaw would not be a, a Hall of Fame quarterback today. That's a fact. Gilliam had that much talent, but because of that background, he couldn't deal with that, and that's what took him down that other dark path. Do you agree with me on that? Well, first of all, I would say Terry Bradshaw is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback somewhere. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you know, at some yeah. point. You know, we will. All right, but Joe Gilliam would have made his mark. Yeah. He was an excellent athlete. He had a great arm. Jefferson, Jefferson Street Joe. Yeah, and, uh, and the no. fact was, talking to Dick Hoke, Dick had a lot of good things, great things to say about him and what a fine young man he was, and it's unfortunate what he had to deal with. CR, but we weren't, we weren't there. So we we no, didn't we, ex- we didn't experience it, yeah. No, 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 no. So uh, now, uh, uh, Tush, I got I got a question for you, if you don't mind. Like I said I've been doing some reading lately. I'm not gonna tell you what I've been reading, but I've been really into some deep stuff. And uh, a comment was made that um, on that 100 uh, yard uh, uh, interception return by James Harrison, that that was a drawn up plan. Now, to my uh, no. to my knowledge of that. It wasn't. Uh, Harrison saw what was going on, and he just happened to jump back in the lane because he got that that look. He saw that look in Wesley's eye and noticed that um, uh, the quarterback didn't see him back there, and that's why he threw that pass and was able to intercept it. And like you said, going down the road, I'm going down the um, the field. Uh, they had already practiced that because the coach called me together that that right. weekend prior to the game and said, "Hey, you know, let's just go run that kind of stuff when you." Um, see one of our defensive people um, uh, get the ball, we need to go offense. And they practice that. And if you go back and look at that film, it works. So my whole point being here was that was, wasn't a planned play. That was instinct. I, I think um, that uh, he was supposed to drop off. He because, was supposed to yeah, drop. Yeah, he was he, supposed I to drop in the flat. About it. Yeah, because there was a blitz on the inside and uh, uh, you saw Larry yeah, Fitz yeah, lining yeah, up yeah, in the slot, and so he dropped into the flat. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's his name didn't see him, and he threw Warner. it right to him. Yeah. And uh, uh, Kurt the rest Warner. is history. And and uh, one of the things that uh, on on Friday uh, they they were transitioning. They you know Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin mm-hmm. said. We, when we get the ball, we have to transition. And one of the things that was funny was that Shea Thompson tried to get the ball from uh, yeah. uh, from uh-huh. James Harrison. Yeah, right. yeah. and uh, uh, Deshay, and, and when James wouldn't give it to him, Deshay went and got a block. Yep. Yeah. And then everybody started getting blocked, and everybody started putting up. Hey, man, that, to me, that's one of the best plays. If they got the top ten plays in football history, uh, that would be uh, uh, in the top one, right. two. In my opinion. Yeah. Cr, we got to go, brother. I, 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 okay, I, 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 I'll say that uh, after the um, immaculate reception, right. that that was the second. Okay, guys. Here we go. In the meantime, in between time. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right, right, CR. God bless you. Love you, buddy. Take care. All right. uh, We're going to take a break. Uh, He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And we're going to close out the show. And you are in the locker room.
Joan and Mitchie were getting kind of itchy just to leave the folk music behind. Saul and Denny working for a penny, trying to get a fish on the line. In a coffee house, Sebastian sat. And after every number, they passed the hat. McGuinn and McGuire's just a getting higher in L.A., you know where that's at. And no one's getting fat except Mama the normal maturation of a player who's extremely talented and had a lot of early success and at times faced some of the natural adversity that the game of football presents, be it injury or injury to those around you um, or the attention that comes with being a quality player. Um, you know, Juju is very experienced, but he, he still is a relatively young guy. He was 20 when we drafted him. So it's my job to assist him in, in, in natural growth and maturation, and that's a element of the job that I embrace, whether it's him or... You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike was talking about Juju and uh, assisting him with the maturation and the growth. Mike does it for all players. You know, he wants, uh, you know, he wants... Uh, Good football players, great football players, but he also wants great men, uh, and he uh, and he and he does that, and he mentors them, and he and he he's. He, well, the question was really posed to him about Juju giving Mike credit for a lot of the kind of balancing him out, keeping him going right. last year. When you know you're talking about injury, you're talking about lack of the quarterback position, so he didn't get the uh, as many targets and things of that nature, and how that can be detrimental to a young player who can kind of like uh, lose his way after that. And uh, it was funny because I saw I'm watching Mike's face because Mike is expressive, you yeah. Know? And on one hand, it's kind of like okay, and on the other, it's like yeah, I did that. I do that for my guys. Yeah. I'm a coach. This is what I do. You know, it's kind of like the, the the expression, like, "Yep, that's that's exactly what I do." You know, I'm raising men around here, yeah, and I'm yeah. raising players as well, and uh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I do that without, you know, coddling them. You know, yeah. nobody seeks comfort. You know, yeah. that's the one thing about Mike. He's not he's not looking for guys that quote unquote seek comfort. He's looking for men that stand up, yeah, play their best. When they fall short, they fall short. They acknowledge it and they come back and do better the next time. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I love one of the things I heard overheard him say to a young guy one time. He said, "Under promise and over deliver." Right. You yeah. know, and that's the thing to do. Yeah, and and you know what? He's coaching them up in manhood. He's coaching them up in fatherhood. He's coaching them up uh, in husbandhood. Right. Uh, husbandhood. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. works. Yeah, that's uh, you sound a little bit like me there. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's true. Well, it is true in this sense. You know, that's what a coach does. Yeah. And you know, Coach Knoll was very much a communicator. Coach Knoll was very much uh, teaching about some of the things of life that uh, you know exist beyond the football field. Right. And Mike certainly goes, you know, in that same, same direction. Same direction. And um, I respect that greatly. Right. Because you think about it, who affects young guys more in the sports world than the coaches? Right. And unfortunately, it's some of the the fathering has been left to coaches. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it can be done good and it can be done bad. Yeah. Mike, Mike Tomlin Mike does Tomlin it very good. Very good. Yes. And oh. Chuck did it very good. And Chuck did very good as well. So 
Look in on that. Uh, I'm looking for Juju to reclaim uh, his position as a, a number one receiver. Right. But you know what? A little competition never hurts, and his name is Chase Claypool. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, John Stallworth talked about uh, how he and Lynn uh, right. were very competitive, but were th- there was no animosity. No, no it's, it's good competition. Yeah, it's, it's good competition. It's that competition that drives you to be your very best, to reach up and make that catch, right? to make that cut, to make that uh, block, whatever. Um, and knowing that your buddy, uh, who is your teammate, right. is going to be doing the same thing, and that makes everybody better. Yeah. It makes the whole offensive unit better and, therefore, the whole team better. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, when we came up, there were so many good wide receivers our rookie year. Uh, T. Bell, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith was a guy that I uh, yeah, think – Yeah. Jimmy Smith was a great player. Right, right. I think – boy, yeah. I, was, I was sorry to see him go. Yeah. Because I think he could have been <sighs> he, – he, you know, there's a couple of guys you think about, like, um, that – Jimmy left to, to go to the USFL and had some great years right. there. He was terrific. Um, but if he had stayed with the Steelers, I just wonder because he was really – Calvin Sweeney? Yeah. Calvin yeah. Sweeney was another guy. Right. So, you know, uh, and it's hard, too, when you're on the heels of Lynn Swan and John Stallworth right. to be the next guy coming in. Yeah. L- Louis Lips. Yeah. You know, Louis Lips does not get the credit for the great player that he was right. with a lot of quarterbacking problems. You know, yeah, he era. splashed on the league, uh, splashed uh, in 1983, I think it was. 83 rookie, or 84, I can't no, remember I think which it was. was uh, Doesn't matter, it's early. No, no, his rookie year was 1984. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, and because he didn't play for uh, Terry Bradshaw. No. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and uh, you know I remember that. And uh, um, he with uh, John Stallworth were a, a tremendous combination. Combination. That's yeah. why we went to the AFC Championship right. game. Uh, Don and and Louis punt return skills. Right. He yeah. had some great punt return skills. Yeah. But again, with Louis, it's it's like he gets overlooked in that era because right. you know that was after Bradshaw. Yeah. Before any, uh, you know, b- before Bobby, when we had you know a few guys run through there, Malone, uh, Malone, had, you know, Mark, I, I always Mark could have been good. Right. You know, I mean, he was good. He, you know, I just wish. Uh, for whatever reason, we didn't have enough weapons around. Right. You know, we were going through a transition stage, and I think Mark was such an athlete. Right. Oh, my gosh. Remember we went 90 yards right. up in Seattle with a yeah. catch? That was unbelievable. Well, he was playing wide receiver. He played wide receiver. I mean, you talk about maybe the original slash was yeah. Mark Malone. You know, he was a tremendous athlete. He ran a, what, a 4-5, 4 4 Right, 4-5. Yeah, was it? Okay. Yeah. That and, was tremendous, man. Yeah. We just saw him last year when we went down to Arizona, remember? Right, yeah. Oh, he looked good. And we saw Bobby Kors. Yeah, Bobby Kors as well. He came, uh, he and Linda and his son Robert, they came uh, to the hotel. That's right. And uh, That was great. I enjoyed that so very much. So moving forward here, um, you think about it, uh, this is a receiving core that's very young, very dynamic. Right. Has a lot of upside chalooch. And I look at these guys and I say, you know what, Um, do you – Come Monday, uh, mon- you know, the Monday night game in New York City. Right. Do you cut the ball loose or do you try to establish that running game first? It's going to be, number one, the first obvious dilemma for Randy Feetner and Matt Canada to solve. I, I think you um, primarily go with the running game. 
And then if it doesn't work, does, does it, at, at any point do you think in that first series you see one, you see a safety, a single high safety, right? And you just you give that little signal, whatever Ben gives, and you just send Claypool flying, man. Boom! And you just show him, throw the ball 50 yards downfield and say, hey, yeah. back up because my arm is good. And then you go to get your running you game know, going. Um, and uh, with uh, James Washington, you go to all verts. Um, you know, in, in a cover three situation, right, right. Uh, with one th- in the free safety uh, in the middle of the field, you go, you, 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 you challenge the corners because you flood their zone okay and uh that could be something big yeah. i mean just my thought is it's just that uh you know you want to show them you better back up better have your back pedal going because i got some flyers and i got a strong arm quarterback sitting right. in the saddle yeah you know and he's not afraid to cut it loose man so i i just wonder if that plays on because ba always used to say you got to take three or four shots down the field every right. game I mean, you just got to yeah. just to show them that you can and are capable of it. And when you got a rookie, uh, a six-four rookie that can fly at four-four, you know, all verts. And if you check it down, somebody underneath. I don't know. The possibilities are great, but I would love, and I and I do want this. I want the running game to really yeah. come up, come about. So Sid Gilman was the father of the modern day right. passing game, and he. T- he said, "Don't check it down. Don't check it Go down. deep. <laughs> Go deep." You know, Sid Gilman, and then Don Coriel uh, was uh, Don Coriel. Uh, yeah, that, you say it like in The Godfather. Don yeah, Coriel. Well, he was at the Coriel. <laughs> uh, uh, Don Coriel was uh, uh, was a vertical guy too. And uh, one of the things uh, uh, that um, the Philadelphia the, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, when um, what's his name? What was the, the, the uh, the head coach. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, I, I just yeah, blanked I, on I, it. I, I, I can picture blanked. the guy. The guy, he makes he makes wine up in um, Sonoma or whatever uh, it is, the Silicon yeah, Valley. Yeah. I cannot think of him right yeah. now at the moment. Uh, and Regardless. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, he hired Sid Gilman. And uh, that's, that's the hmm. way, you know. The, the He hired Sid Gilman? Yeah, he hired Sid Gilman. Well, Sid Gilman was the father of the tight end, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was big yeah, about the right. tight end position. Yeah, if you He'd had, love the tight ends we got now, baby. Yeah, if you got a uh, good tight end, um, you'll, you'll you control the middle control of the field, the field, man. Control the middle of the field. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, I look at this. We're going Dick into, Vermeil. That's the guy. Good Dick, get. Dick, Dick Vermeil. He, uh, I remember a, I met him at, at a at a charity event. Yeah, we he met was, him in the locker room. Yeah, but yeah. he also he was picking my brain about the trapping game. I'm like, oh, I'm playing dumb, you know. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, what's your key on the three four when you trap when they have a two trap? Gee, that guy, I don't know, man. You know, because I know what he's doing. He's trying yeah. to he's trying to pick our brains, trying yeah. to pick up on the trapping game. He was a good guy. Yeah, he was. All right, uh, uh, we we've run out of time. Uh, Coming up next, Dan Saverin, the godfather himself. Uh, Jacob, thank you very much. You did an outstanding job uh, as usual. Uh, he's Craig. I'm Tunch. And you Who's have Craig? been in. Wow, that's, yeah, that Wolf. shocked me. That, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You're Craig Wolfley. Thank you. I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> yeah, but not not Craig Foxley. <laughs> Chuck Foxley. Chuck Foxley. <laughs>